Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton. And once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who will keep you right with TV choices galore. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching. We'll be looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive each week. Today we welcome National World's Weekend Editor Matt Moen-Hickson to talk to us about the impending season finale of The Last of Us. Finally, this week we welcome Katie Coniglin, who's going to tell us about what we can expect from the movie event of the year. Coming to you from LA this Sunday, it's the Oscars. But first, what has everyone been watching? Hi, Alex and Stephen. Alex... Over to you first. What have you been watching? Hi. Um, so I've been watching or, or re-watching uh, Ted Lasso because the new series is out soon and I wanted to I know, have it have it in my mind again. Mm-hmm. What series is um, that? Three, four, is it? Uh, it would be the third one. Okay. starts next Wednesday, the 15th. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, it. I mean, I'm maybe just easily charmed by that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, easily convinced. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying the second series more this go around. At the time, I was less convinced by it. It felt a bit sort of self-indulgent, mm. like they'd kind of got a bit convinced of their own... Success, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I'm enjoying it more this time. So maybe I was just being wildly cynical at the time, mm. which would obviously be very uncharacteristic of me. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, that's that's kind of been the main thing for me. Where like, are you watching that? Uh, it's Apple again. Uh, I've never watched it and it is definitely like on my, you know, have to have to watch list. But mm. for some reason, I still haven't got as far as it. But I am actually friends with Brett Goldstein. Do you know that? I met him one time. You've you've mentioned, I think. Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah. Or maybe it was someone else that you're friends with. Yeah, Barry. But, yeah, what maybe. can I, what, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's just an uh, exciting social life. Friends of the pod, yeah. yeah. Um, met him when he did a show uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe about 10 years ago. Have a photograph with him. So I'll maybe bring That's him on fun. the show next week just to prove. Yeah, yeah. onto the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Friends of the podcast, exactly. Uh, what about you, Stephen? What have you been watching recently? I've been watching Stathlet's Flats, which yes. is a uh, comedy series with uh, Jamie Dimitru. Mm. Um, and he plays a sort of like Greek British um, estate agent who's uh, pretty rubbish at his job, and he's only really got the job because his dad owns the estate agency. And mm. every episode, he sort of stumbles through a few viewings and mishaps with his um, strange friends, who he also works with, and his sister, who's mm. an aspiring singer and dancer, uh, and. Yeah, it's a very good, very funny series. Very, very awkward. Like just, you know, sort of the... Kind of cringe humour. Cringe humour. Um, yeah. He can't really talk properly. He he gets himself into a lot of unnecessarily convoluted uh, difficulties. Mm. He accidentally sets a house on fire, that kind of thing. And mm. in the latest episode I watched, Charlotte Ritchie makes a really good uh, cameo appearance. Charlotte Ritchie from um, Fresh Meat and Call a Midwife. Okay. Taskmaster. Um, yeah. yeah, I started watching that just because Jamie Dimitri was in my head because he's he's his new Netflix special, A Whole Lifetime, recently came out, which I've not watched yet, but may give that a look. Um, okay. And I've not seen him in much apart from uh, in Fleabag, 
Um, oh. But he's he's very good in Stafflet's Flats. It's a very funny, very bingeable show, even though yeah. it is very cringe humour. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. my cup of tea, though. I hate that kind of stuff. It's, just like, it's so good. It's really, really good. It's so good. Mm. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I might have to try it. So, And... Uh, Stephen, I was watching Gogglebox the weekend and they showed a little clip of your new favourite game show, Cheat. Oh, cheat. And the answer to one of the questions was, in fact, Stath Let's Flats. So, oh, not Screen Bubble. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a segue to your next, what else, yeah. what else you've been watching? Well, I say I've been watching. I think I watched the first episode of Cheat. Oh, it looks terrible. Um, it's, it's not terrible, but it's not. Oh, good good by any stretch of the but Danny Dyer is so over the top like it's just yeah he, he maybe loves... it's worth watching it for that though because... I think I think it's nice that Danny's having fun it's like <laughs> when you you he's not getting up to mischief he's off the streets and he's <laughs> he's contained and he's having a laugh yeah at his own shit jokes um but well, it's... it sounds dire oh very good <laughs> that, and that's the level so yeah, yeah. Cheat is a new Netflix quiz show where the whole premise is you can cheat, but you can only cheat in this very limited parameter of mm. is a cheat button and you press it and you get the answer. Mm. And then if you're caught out cheating a lot, you'll, you lose money from the prize pot mm-hmm. and you'll probably get kicked off. And it's a bit like the weakest link in that each, each round, one of the four competitors is eliminated until there's two in the final round. And then the first person to be caught cheating or wrongfully accuse someone of cheating loses and the mm. winner gets the prize money. But after every question, so they'll be like, what was the um, early 2000 sitcom starring um, James Corden and um, Matthew Horn? And then Gavin they'll go, oh, Gavin and Stacey. And then Danny Dyer will look at the camera and go, is he Gavin us on? <laughs> and that's the level of it. And it's every question yeah. or every answer, rather. Danny Dyer has this little pre in his pop back pocket gag yeah. based on the answer. Yeah. Ew. And I hated it, but <laughs> it's harmless. Yeah, it, it looked um, the the bit they showed on Gogglebox was obviously these two girls, these two girls that were left, and it went on for ages where one of them wasn't calling the other one out for yeah. cheating, even though it was clear. This, was like, this is the episode I watched and yeah. she annoyed me so much because that woman so easily could have won and yeah. she was just... She could. She didn't commit to it. Like, she had, she, she was so tentative. She's like, oh, that might be, that might not be a lie. And, and I mean, it was, was her, the statistic was she lied on 73% of her answers up to yeah. that point. She should have just gambled on the numbers, you know. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, she deserved to lose because of yeah. how... Yeah, she, she kind of did because she hesitated, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, it's, okay. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. pointless, we although talk- it is pointless. We're talking about it, so, you know, we don't talk about game shows that much, so there you go. No, I am um, too, but yeah. So I haven't really started anything much new. I finished Maternal, which I really enjoyed, um, although I did find it, it wrapped itself up almost, like, too perfectly. I don't know if you thought that, Alex, when you watched I'm it. Behind um, on it. Hmm? I'm I'm behind on it by a few. Who are weeks. you? Okay, yeah. right. In that case, never mind. Uh, moving along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it it I, perfectly isn't probably the right word, yeah. but they kind of like too neatly. Yeah, 
like you, you can tell there's probably going to be another series, but it's all like kind of, yay, at the end. And it's like, really? Yay. Um, but yeah, you, you'll see when you get there. Continuing with Better, which I'm enjoying, I have to say as well, like it is kind of different, which is interesting. We don't get a lot of different drama, but um, so I'd recommend people pick up on that. And anyway, I was going to talk about the yeah real life scandal that's going around based around Better. Did you hear about that? We 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 did. We were talking about it. We didn't talk about no no Stephen and I in one of our many real life conversations. Oh, all right, t- go on then. Oh, Tell us. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, the headline. Yes. But yeah, I don't yeah. think that's, is that the scandal we're talking about? Scandal, yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're definitely talking about two different things. No, right? okay. We're about him and his co-star. Yeah. His, his better co-star. Yeah, we are talking about the same yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, so Andrew yes. Buckins yeah. left his wife for his co-star. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, the, yeah, I, yeah. Are we sure this is a fact? Or am I just I like, anybody get sued? <laughs> No, this definitely did happen. He had he found a better co-star and he had an affair with her. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. with her. He's he's left his wife for her. Is that not the case? But anyway. Well, he, yeah. Yes. Certainly I, seen it in some newspapers. Okay. I'm going to repeat the joke that I made in one of our real-life conversations yeah. just because okay. it's got legs. So <laughs> I think the actor's called... What's the actor called? Andrew Buchan. Andrew Buchan obviously played Matt Hancock in yes. this England okay. and I think he was just being very method for the role and has decided that now he needs to leave his wife for a colleague um, Is that the joke? <laughs> that, that was the joke, I thought that was pretty Alright, okay <laughs> Moving along <laughs> You know it's not a great joke when someone says is that the joke at the end? Maybe yeah. we can cut that <laughs> God loves a trier they say Stephen you know uh, right I also watched the first episode of Dublin Narcos last night but in my I, I fell asleep right at the end so I better not go into any detail in case I missed something really key in us so I'll talk about it next week I'll watch a few more but I did really like how it was made it's kind of different um, it's a sort of docu-drama like there's a lot of different techniques being used in it so um, yeah anyway Moving along. On the deep dive this week, we are pleased to welcome Matt to talk to us about The Last of Us. Matt, tell us, were you a fan of the video game before the TV series came out? Yeah, I've been sort of like a ride or, ride or die for this franchise since oh, have like, you? it was announced. I mean, I remember when Uncharted 3, which is from the same uh, developer that makes Last of Us, came out and there was like a little teaser for it and people went like, Chris, like, what the hell's this? What's this? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Then it got announced. So, yeah, I think like probably circa about 2010, 2011, I was excited for the game to come out. So, yeah, yeah it's been something. Uh, this yeah. is a question for everybody. Are there other TV series based on computer games that I'm completely blanking on? Um, well, they had a Halo series that came out Halo. last okay. year that apparently wasn't very good. And, yeah. Um, at this few, was it Arcane on Netflix is sort of inspired by. Okay. Uh, League of Legends, whatever that is. I'm not really familiar. Yeah. Arkane's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm sure we've had like a terrible Mario Brothers film at some yeah. point. Yeah, most of the <laughs> adaptations tend to be terrible, aren't they? Which is why mm-hmm. um, The Last of Us has been like quite a surprising, the mega hit. My kids watch um, Sonic the Hedgehog's quite good. There's a mm-hmm. Tetris movie out at the end of the month. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Is that going to be terrible? Uh, uh, Taron Egerton's in it. He plays the oh. Red Block. No, that's not true. It's about um, like the history of how <laughs> the game was made. 
uh, that sort of thing. It looks good. Okay. 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 All right. Well, back to the Last of Us then. Um, how does the TV series compare, so to the game, Matt? Have you got similar levels of enjoyment from it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, sort of a, a while ago, I saw like there's a YouTuber called Tim Rogers, and he did a video on the Last of Us game, and he was comparing it to almost like a stage show in the sense that often video games you sort of have choice and you decide what your character does and you're not you're just sort of essentially stepping into the role of an actor like you're sort of playing Joel in the game and so really like the tv show is just sort of in my mind like a a new staging of the last of us so say you know obviously it's got some differences but I think like the spirit of the thing is the same and I'm enjoying them both equally I'm like watching it with other people who haven't played the game is quite fun because it's sort of like trying to keep my face like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Makes it quite enjoyable. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, I hadn't thought about that before. So if you've played the game through, then you kind of know what's ahead, as it were. Yeah. So tell us then, what do you think like they did best in the series? And, you know, on the opposite end of things, is there anything you think they could have improved upon? Well, obviously episode three, I think, is the sort of high watermark isn't it that yeah it was for everyone and i mean yeah bill in the game is a lot a lot darker more nihilistic and the sections a lot like spikier and okay for, uh sad and they're bill and frank in it it's it's sort of you find the story through notes throughout the level and okay. you just sort of find frank like hung himself and it's it's not anywhere near as touching and i think okay. they managed to wind it into the overarching sort of theme of the story a lot yeah. better this way than it did. Yeah. It feels uh, like that could have gone really, it feels like that could have gone really wrong, but they managed to make it really right. Yeah. Like, because it's so, so such a different beat from the first couple of episodes and it's such a different like feel to the thing that, yeah, if we were too wedded to the kind of way the series was going initially, then I think it could have, people could have been like, what, what was this? Although I did, yeah, most people I think who watched it really liked it. I had a mixed review of the more recent episode, Ellie's kind of backstory, her little love story. Got more that got more mixed reviews, I think. But anyway, sorry, Matt. Yeah, so you were saying, yeah, positive. That was your yeah. kind of high highlight. Yeah, and that you know I think they've done very well to sort of adapt out a lot of the sections that are very like gameplay heavy because I mean you don't really need to have like fifty million firefights in every single episode, and you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, focusing on the characters, which is like why the story is so beloved, really. You know, it's all yeah. about the characters. So they've, they've done a good job there. It's funny, like, I don't know if you'd agree, but Joel's character, we 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 haven't heard a lot from Joel in this series. Like, we haven't, you know, I mean, we know a bit about him, but I think we know a lot more about Ellie at this point. I don't know if that's going to open up a bit in the final um episode but I feel like there's something we're kind of missing with him still what do you think uh yeah I, he's quite a sort of guarded character and, and, yeah. and in, in a way he's even though he's sort of like you know front facing in the marketing and it's Pedro Pascal and you played yeah. him in the game realistically it is Ellie's story over the whole okay. sort of franchise she's the protagonist so it probably okay. makes sense that they focus okay. a bit more on her backstory and so I'd leave his a bit more 
yeah, he was a violent dude and he did horrible things, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, what do you think? Was there anything then you would have changed about it or? Um, I mean, maybe I would have had like a few more scenes of just like Ellie and Joe bonding. Like I think maybe the bit yeah. where they were going to the university, you could have made the episode slightly longer and have a bit more yeah. of them, you know, sort of just goofing around together, which is sort of the the dynamic that I love from the game and the story as a whole, but that's probably just asking for a bit too much. Yeah, I guess they have to squeeze everything in, isn't it, as well? Okay, so yeah, we were we were chatting about this affair before we started and we were saying what an acceleration there was of violence there from, you know, episode seven to episode eight. It just went off the scale altogether and I think, again, reminded us that we were in the computer game that sort of battling the bad guys like you're on another level or whatever and you need to conquer this challenge etc um so i i wonder what is ahead in um the finale alex you have seen the finale I we're not going to see the finale we're not going to give too much away um but would you say you found it satisfactory i would i would say that i enjoyed it a lot um yeah just trying to think if there's anything I can tell you, anything interesting. I have a question. This is like a black and white question. So okay. the, um, I feel like we're missing a little bit of Ellie's backstory. You know, the bit essentially where they discover that she's immune to the bites yeah. or whatever. Do we see that in the final episode? Um, if you recall. No. No. Oh, interesting. No. I was kind of waiting for that to come at the end of episode seven, you yeah. know, at the end of this sort of um, her little love story episode. But okay, the, interesting. Um, the the version of it that I watched wasn't quite finished. Oh, um, interesting. Right. Which, which happens fairly often. But okay. there's a stretch where they see something that was going to be put in later with CGI. Okay. Uh, and so you just have them against against like a big blue screen and like a little note on the screen going put that's amazing yeah Yeah. talk about down to the wire in terms of editing is that because they might change the actual content or is it because i I think it is just down to the wire although i mean i suppose at that point they would have had another 10 weeks to finish it yes well that's amazing though isn't it yeah 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 yeah. um so will you watch um i might do i was meaning to watch it again weekly but i just ran out of time um, yeah. But yeah, I might do. There's a there's a bit in it that um, that I thought was really impressive, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is so cool, and this is so clearly something they've they've made up for the show. This is you know clearly something an adaptation. It's so smart. Wow. And then I did subsequently look it up, and it was from the video game. Ah, uh, so there you go. Cool. Matt, back to you. Then we are anticipating a series two. Obviously, are we anticipating more than that? I think they've mentioned that they're only going to adapt the sort of material that exists, but okay. the second game's quite a bit longer than the first one. So okay. sort of like 20, 20 plus hours compared to say 10 hours. So they've, okay. I think they've hinted that maybe they might split it over a couple of seasons. Okay. And um, have there been, like, I know you've sort of said this, but have there been kind of bits of groundwork laid here for adapt in the second one yeah i think um stuff with ellie they've introduced that like down the line will like match up better i guess when they made the first game they sort of weren't thinking about the second game so there's some yeah some things and some hints um particularly in episode six of 
like winks and nudges to things feature interesting interesting okay yeah i feel like maybe i wasn't watching it intently enough i might have to go and watch (laughs) back and watch it again um and do you know matt if there's a timeline for the next series at all um i saw a thing pedro pascal was asked about filming i think last week and he he said oh it's spring now yeah we might film in sort of autumn so yeah so it'll be next year probably before we see it yeah probably Okay, cool. Yeah, Pedro Pascal was everywhere last week, wasn't he? He was doing a little junket in the UK. So, um, and he's like everybody's favourite human being at the moment, isn't he? Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Matt. We are all looking forward to seeing that finale before next week's Screen Babble. I'm sure we'll have a good chat about it next week. And we'll have the Oscars to talk about as well. So it's going to be another jam-packed episode. Uh, Now we go to the annual movie event of the year, as I just mentioned, the Oscars. Here's Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Good. We are excited about the Oscars. Tell us, tell us. You're an Oscars super fan. Tell us what we can expect. I am an Oscars super fan. I am extraordinarily excited. I got to write a piece for National World this year about how to get the most enjoyment out of watching the Oscars. And in the course of writing the piece, I realized that I've watched the live broadcast 24 years in a row, which was one of those statistics that horrified me a bit. But yeah, (laughs) so it's it's very much my Super Bowl. So I did um, watch it for a few years. I think when I was in my sort of late teens, I did watch it a few years in a row. But yeah, it's been a long, long time since then. (laughs) I can can see that. And I I say in my piece as well, I understand everybody's quibbles with it because it is long and sometimes tedious and sometimes very cringy and stuff like that. And yeah, I just, I love it. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. So this Sunday is the 95th Academy Awards. It's going to be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. And if you want to watch it live, as I will be doing, uh, it's on Sky Showcase, Sky Cinema Oscars, and now TV. It kicks off at 11 p.m. with the red carpet and then the actual whole shebang starts at 1 a.m. as well. So um, I'm going to come on next week to talk to you guys about how it all went down. But just doing a a wee sneak sneak preview of... um, who I think is going to win in the major categories for this year. Who That would be great. Yes. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast in the past and we were determined we were going to watch some more films, but I'm not too sure between the three of us if we did do that. I've watched all of the nominees, all of the major nominees at this point, except for Avatar, um, which I'm going to knock off this weekend. I just, I didn't, Fancy the Smurfs, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll make the best sure. to last, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> okay. I'll go along this weekend. But um, yes, yeah, so um, to look at best picture first of all, because um, that's you know, if there's is that cool? Do you want to go best picture or do you yeah. want to go the actors? Yep. Yeah. Um, if we look at the nominees, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Triangle of Sadness and Woman Talking. Um, and this category is pretty much a lock at this stage. So everything, everywhere, all at once has won at the Writers Guild Awards, the Producers Guild Awards, the Directors Guild Awards, mm-hmm. and Screen Actors Guild Awards. And nobody wins at all four of those industry awards without going on to get, get Best Picture yep. if you go by history. Yep. So it's looking pretty much like a lock. Uh, The only thing that could throw a fly into that ointment is the fact that Best Pictures are the only category that are voted for by preferential ballot. So all of the other categories, you get one vote. This one, you rank the nine nominees. It's like, you know, Eurovision style. Um, And that 
could cause an upset because if you get a whole bunch of people giving their largest number of points to different films and then mm. everybody going for their second largest number mm. and choosing the same, um, there is an outside chance that um, All Quiet on the Western Front might end up taking mm. it because that one at the BAFTAs and mm. it is extremely well thought of. It's very respected. And also I um, heard a um, pop culture prognosticator point out that Literally, everybody in the academy would have been forced to read it at high school. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, a little tug at the heartstrings there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I think it's everything, everywhere. Gosh, that that does not roll off the tongue. I no, think it's it everything, everywhere to, yeah. to, to to lose at this point, which is mm. kind of great because I just think those guys, the Daniels, when they made that film with its butt plugs and sausage fingers and rakakui. Um, and Bagel at the centre of the universe. They were not going, yeah, this is going to clean up at the Oscars. No. So, yeah, it's, it's it's hilarious to my mind. Amazing that trajectory that film has actually, yeah. But, yeah, um, and it's, it's budget of like 14 to 25 million, which is mm. peanuts in Hollywood terms. Mm. And it just seems to have been put together with sort of um, spit and innovate. I forgot. What's the uh, what's that yeah, expression? Spit and sawdust. Spit and sawdust. Spit and sawdust. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and and it just seems to have a big warm heart. It's not my favourite film of the year, but I'd be very yeah. delighted. Like you can't feel bad about these guys no. winning. And um, Michelle Yeoh for best actress. Do you think? Well, I was looking at that, and that's interesting. So if you look at the nominees, you've got Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna De Armas for Blonde, Angela. Andrea, sorry, Riseborough for two Les, um, Leslie, Michelle mm. Williams for The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I was looking at the odds and the current odds on favourite are for Michelle Yeoh, mm. um, which would be fabulous because it would be the first time that an Asian actress would ever win Best Actress. Um, mm. And also she's an absolute industry legend. She's yeah. quite a remarkable woman. Mm-hmm. Um and I again, I can't begrudge her the win, but I have to say, have you seen Tar? No, I haven't. No, uh, I know what it's about, but yeah. Kate Flanchett is just a force of nature in that film. She she's spectacular. I, yeah. I mean, she's fantastic and everything, but I think it might actually be her career best performance, which is oh. really saying something. And mm. it is a once in a lifetime role, and she really dominates the screen. She's in almost every single scene. Um, but she's won two Oscars, so it's not like she hasn't had industry yeah. recognition. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I struggle. It feels churlish to say I don't want Michelle Yeoh to win, but the odds are on her winning. So at, at this stage, it's, it's looking okay, like Katie. You're allowed to have your favorite. It's okay. I know. I know. It's just. It's yeah. I do. I, I am. I'm going to be rooting. I'm going to be pulling for Kate. Um, so. Okay, and um, what about actor? Actor, we have. Another interesting race because you've got Austin Butler for Elvis, mm. you've got Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin, you've got Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mezcal for After Sun, um, and Bill Nighy or Nihi, I never get that right for Living. Nighy, Nighy, I think. Nighy, it is. thank you, um, fabulous actor. But uh, again, looking at the at the odds, the odds are currently on Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. for um, The Whale, in which mm. he plays a six hundred pound man. Um, it's a film I kind of hated. I found it very mawkish, very sentimental, okay. really stagey. Yeah. It didn't hold together. Um, his performance is good mm-hmm. because he's a great actor, but it's also he's got so much latex on him that for me I felt like the latex was kind of obscuring his performance. So okay. 
I um, although the odds are on him winning, I'm actually mm. going to say that I think the odds are wrong. And at this point, um, I'm going to say I think that Austin Butler is going to walk away really? with Beast Actor. Yeah, because mm. that man, has been, yeah. yeah, that man, he's he's he, for Elvis, obviously. Yeah. That man has been hitting the industry events really, really hard, mm. and he goes around there. And when you look at any of the photos from him at industry events. He is charming the pants out of every off everyone. He is working the room. He's trailing around Tom Cruise and getting in his ear. At any of the award ceremonies as well, if you watch, whenever he's positioned in the front row, he will help the ladies up to the stage, mm-hmm. which is one of those things which is um, just an act, a genteel act that goes down really, really well. Because these things are voted for by the industry. Yeah. If you're likable, it can work in your favour. Yeah. Yeah. He's really gunning for it. And he's... He gave a good performance as Elvis. I mm. thought um, he was he was he was very good in that role. He's not my favourite. I would give it to Colin Farrell hands Did down. You, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I mean, he was fantastic in Banshees, yeah. and I think his eyebrows alone yeah. deserve the little statuette. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, his eyebrows. He's are the good only on. person I know who can make his eyebrows perfectly perpendicular, and it, my heart just. Yeah, goes out to him. So he's been quite charming as well, hasn't he? Recently, oh. in all, all his acceptance speeches and whatnot. Well, you know, the Irish—they're very good at their, their charming <laughs> chat. They can, yeah, that's what they say. That's what they yeah. say. Um, yeah, no, I do hope the I do hope the Irish pick up a couple of uh, gongs. Although I'd love to see it for probably more so for the Quiet Girl rather than Banshees, because Banshees has got such massive um, recognition. Anyway, I haven't seen After Sun, so I don't know what Paul Mescal's. Um, he's spectacular in that and it's a gorgeous film it like, really it's it's mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking it's a mm-hmm. it's and it's a slow burn it takes a while to warm up but then mm-hmm. when it gets going it's just it's just one of the most sort of it just broke my wee heart um so mm-hmm. i thoroughly recommend it he's not going to win if he did it would be amazing but um but yeah i'm calling it for austin and so other than that we'll be hoping there won't be any other um major physical uh, in- exchanges or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like I sure so. Although we do love a bit of drama, but I mean, we don't want anybody getting hurt, do we? I don't think so. And it no. was just naff. I think violence is never the answer. So, yeah. um, and it's not the kind of excitement that we're after really. No. Um, we've got as well, just quickly, you've got the best supporting actor. Uh, you've got Brendan Gleeson for Banshees. Uh, Brian Ty- Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for Fablemans, Barry Keohan. Can you help me with that with your Irish? Thank you. Thank you. Apologies. <laughs> um, and Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere. And um, the bookie's favourite is Kihi Kwan. He's winning all of the industry awards. He's amazing. Yeah. I would be delighted to see him win because it's a lovely story. But if there was to be an upset, it would be so nice to see Barry win because um he's just fab in that film so. yeah he is absolutely um it's a lovely category of actors actually isn't it it's you kind of be happy for almost any of them to get it there's, there's no duds there i think um brendan gleason is great as well yeah. and kind of less talked about than because he's got the the more stoic and less flashy role mm. so and uh finally in terms of uh, acting categories, you've got Best Supporting Actress, where you've got Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda mm-hmm. Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Kerry Condon for Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Sue for Everything, Everywhere. Um, and the bookies are saying that this is going to go to Angela Bassett, which mm-hmm. would very much be a legacy award because um, mm-hmm. she's never won an Oscar um, mm-hmm. and she's sort of an industry titan. Mm-hmm. Um there's a slight chance of Jamie Lee Curtis getting it for the exact same reason. Mm. Um, although those two 
could split the vote and I would and then Kerry Condon could sneak in, which would be mm. what I would like because I think she's really great in she that role. Well. Yeah. She yeah. really anchors that film and she's like the sensible woman amongst all of these silly, emotionally incontinent men. So yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, maybe reflecting real life, maybe not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling, yeah, like I do have a feeling it's going to be everywhere all at once. It's going to be there, going to sweep it, and then you'll have, you know, the rest of the awards will be kind of spattered between the other big ones. I don't think, yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. I mean, like with that, I with best director. So you've got Martin McDonough. The Daniels for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. I think that's definitely going to go to the Daniels as well. Mm. So, which again, I just, it's really, have you seen their prior film with Swiss Army Man? No, I haven't seen it. Which is a film which is affectionately referred to as the flatulent corpse film because Daniel Radcliffe plays a dead man in it that basically farts a lot <laughs> and again just the idea of these guys sort of getting to the top of their industry really it cheers me it just makes the world feel like anything is possible really. <laughs> I suppose you know um it's probably a whole podcast in itself looking at exactly how that film made it to where it has you know I know I know um, because it has plucked a few people not from obscurity but like you're right it's just not it could have gone the other way you know it could just be like a cult Film, oh, you know. it could have been a disaster as well. Yeah. I mean, if the jokes didn't land and it's it's sort of it teeters on the edge. And yeah, it's a lot of people like with Kihi Kwan, it was his first acting role in, a, I think, 30 years because mm-hmm. he couldn't get any roles um, because Hollywood is quite racist. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a it's a little engine that could story. And that's yeah. that's really pleasing. But, so, um, yeah, exactly. It's going to make everybody feel good, isn't it? Come come Sunday night. So, yeah. Um, Although, yeah, if, if if there's some banshees upsets and some yeah, you'll be happy upsets, with that too. Yeah, I'll yeah, have yeah. a little party. But um, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're going to be having a big party, Katie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've already got the um t- the tequila ready. So oh, nice. You're going to yeah. need that and some yeah. caffeine of some sort to keep you going through the live watching. I love the fact that when you do do the live watch, you you see all the mistakes, whereas you yeah. don't want to watch the sanitized version that comes out the next day or whatever that's taken out the pauses or the strange looks or the people getting the music up too fast to shush them off the stage you know like um yeah it's definitely worth it for that but you're a braver woman than me I certainly wouldn't be able for it (laughs) it does I mean it does cheer me up so much I mean yeah you do you will sit there and nothing interesting could happen for an hour and then then you have something spectacular like the La La Land Moonlight screw up which when it happened was just like this is this doesn't happen this was amazing so you suddenly leap forward in your seat and you're like wow drama Um, and then you're there as that happens so which is very pleasing but yes it's a folly but it's my folly so why not (laughs) Well, we're we're delighted because you can just fill us in on all the details. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, and we will hear from you next. Yeah, week. I will come back next week. Very all the details. Uh, talking about anything too sad that happened. <laughs> indeed, yeah. No, thanks, Kelly. I really enjoyed that. I can't wait to to chat to you about it next week. Okay, thank you. So back to you, Stephen. Give us your tips then for the bigger big awards for right. Sunday night. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily put any bets on because I don't think you'll get very good returns because I think the favourites no. are probably going to win, and which I think is going to be a case of everything, everywhere, all at once, taking mm. everything, everywhere, all at once on the night. I think 
Michelle Yeoh will probably win, well, almost certainly will win Best Actress. I agree. I think that um, Best Film will, again, almost certainly be Everything Everywhere All at Once, but it, it could yeah. be a surprise and it, it, it could be All Quiet on the Western Front, but mm. then that's, again, almost certainly going to win Best Foreign Film, so I can't imagine it taking And best. cinematography, people were saying. Oh, it's yeah. Cinematography. yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best Actor, I mean... Brendan Fraser, again, is, is obviously tipped for The Whale, yeah. but then The Whale's not really been nominated for much else. Yeah, in terms of Best Director, I'd love if Martin McDonough wins mm-hmm. for um, Banshees of Inishirin, but again, I think it'll probably be the Daniels for Everything, Everywhere, all at once. But I would love it to yeah. be Martin McDonough. Yeah, absolutely. Matt and Alex, any thoughts, anything differing from Stephen there? Do you want to put your neck on the line? I think Banshees will probably win script, mm, uh, yeah. best script. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm mostly paying attention to see if if Angela Bassett does the thing and and wins yeah. her Oscar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be amazing if she did. Yeah. Like it'd be remarkable, wouldn't it? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Any thoughts? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've only really seen, I think, After Sun and uh, Banshees of Insurance. So yeah. I don't think After Sun's going to win anything, even though it should We didn't win. talk a lot about After Sun, actually. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And the, the last sort of last scene is one of like the best sort of ending scenes I think I've seen in quite a long time. So wow. Stay really? with me. Yeah. Cool. So it's a shame, but it's probably a bit too yeah. small to yeah. win, isn't it? Just seems like there's an awful lot of films. We talked about this before. Like, there's just a lot of lot more uh, films in categories now there's a lot more what am i trying to say nominations yeah shortlist what would you actually call it as a rule yeah so there just seems like there's it's almost overwhelming the amount of films you need to cram in just to see the sort of front runners as it were you know um but that'll be exciting and that is on sunday night i'm sure we'll be hearing all about it on monday morning there's only so many hardcore people that will stay up late sunday night to watch that like katie no doubt Okay, thanks for joining us this week. Do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get in our lives, drop us a line via social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. You can also sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.